This presentation has been previously broadcast. It's time to set out on the pathway to healing and light. This is The Inner Life on Irrelevant Radio. If you have questions or concerns about your faith journey, if you are struggling or searching for something more, if you are in need of some spiritual direction, our Catholic priests are here to help. One heart at a time. Welcome to The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. Hello once again. Welcome to The Inner Life here on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. I'm Josh Raymond, and I uh, hope, your, hope your Wednesday is off to a good start. Have you ever had your son or your daughter where they, they want to follow in your footsteps in some sort of area of life? It's an area where they see you doing something, and they decide to try their hand at it. But then eventually, they get better at it. They surpass you, your skill level. My son, Elijah, he's 16, and for the past few years, he's been practicing card magic, sleight of hand, just with a regular deck of 52 playing cards. And I had originally picked up some pretty basic card and coin magic tricks years ago just to have fun with our kids. And the card tricks that I know, they're still pretty decent. They're somewhat impressive. It, it, you know, if, if I perform them in front of somebody who's never seen them before, it usually gets the, the same sort of shocked response. Whoa, what just happened? How did you do that? But they're definitely on the easier side of sleight of hand. Well, Elijah, he decided he wanted to try and learn some different magic tricks as well. And so I started showing him some of the ones that I knew, along with some of the movements, the ways that you could do certain uh, uh, techniques, lift two cards off the deck, but make it look like you're only holding one card, or how to keep track of a card, you know, the one that the spectator drew out when it seems to be lost back into the deck, and the deck is maybe being cut over and over again, even by the spectator themselves. Elijah, as he was learning, as he was practicing, he could ask me questions. I could give him suggestions about how he might be able to improve the banter, what he's saying while he's performing the trick. Or a lot of times he might be going through the routine very quickly as he has it down. And I would say, okay, let's just slow down the pacing here. Let's not try and rush through things. Let, let things breathe. And because of that mentoring having me help explain different ideas and approaches to card magic, along with him being very, very diligent about practicing daily. I think Elijah had matched my skill level within about six months from the time he started. And in less than a year, he was already starting to do sleight of hand movements that were beyond my capability. And over the last couple of years, his control of the cards, his dexterity, they're at a level that is so far better than anything I could do. Um, even while we're sitting and watching a movie or, you know, maybe we're just sitting and just chatting, he'll still regularly have a deck of cards in his hands. And he's just kind of moving the cards around, practicing different moves and cuts and tricks. Now, as I mentioned, Elijah is 16. That age, that's the same age I was when I wanted to learn how to play the guitar. And two nights ago, Elijah, he came up to me asking me about playing certain chords, specifically bar chords, on a guitar. 
he hadn't really shown any interest in the guitar up until now, but he's at the perfect age, at least I think it's the perfect age, where you want to start playing your own music. You hear something, you want to replicate it. You want to make it your own. And so kind of like how he started learning magic, the card magic, a few years ago, he's now turning to me to help him learn the guitar, being able to ask questions about little things, trying to you know, do those things on his own, practicing what I've shown him. If he sticks with it, I don't know. Is he going to be able to surpass my skill level in playing the guitar too? <laughs> he might. Uh, but Elijah, him looking to help uh, for me to help him in learning the guitar, no formal lessons, but just a little help here and there. That's actually how I learned to play the guitar as well. I didn't learn from my father. I learned actually from friends. I had taken piano lessons growing up. I had a piano teacher in that structured weekly lesson setting. But by the time I started to try and play the guitar, I mainly relied on friends. Friends who knew a little bit more than me, who were better at playing than I was. Friends who had been playing longer, had given, had, had more experience. They could help mentor me. They could help teach me. They could show me some of those little tricks, a hammer-on, a pull-off, how to get certain chords that maybe I'd never seen before. Suggestions on how to play the guitar better. And by spending time with those people, my playing, it improved and it helped make playing the guitar just enjoyable all around. I think we can have the same sort of experience in our spiritual lives, where if we surround ourselves with people who have a little bit more knowledge about the faith, have a little bit more experience, they've been successful in their practice of the faith— even if they have their ups and downs. Well, when we're around those people, we end up learning little things to help us on our own spiritual walk. We can incorporate what we learn into our own path. It makes our spiritual journey all the more enjoyable. And the most successful people that we can look to, who are they? The ones who have been successful to the greatest degree in the spiritual life? Well, they're the ones who have made it to heaven, the saints. So today on The Inner Life, we want to talk about how we can grow in friendship, how we can have that friendship, that mentorship. They can be our mentors, the saints. How we can learn from them, hopefully leading to us becoming saints ourselves. And I'm very glad to welcome to the program today Father Eric Nielsen. He's a regular guest here on The Inner Life. Father Eric is a priest in the Diocese of Madison, Wisconsin. He is the pastor of the St. Paul University Catholic Center on the campus of the University of Wisconsin there in Madison. Father Eric, welcome back to The Inner Life. Always good to talk to you. Yeah, it's great to be here. Great to be here. Looking forward to the, looking forward to the hour. Yeah, absolutely. So did you have anything that in your life, whether it was maybe your father, your mother, maybe some friends where you had that kind of example of, you know, them helping you a little, you learned by example, you were able to take on something else? Well, you know, I was the oldest in my family and full of pride and with a lot of confidence. So I'm ashamed to say that I pretty much just always tried to embark things on my own. And, you know, looking back on that, I'm kind of, ashamed, as I just said, I'm kind of ashamed of that. So um, uh, it was really not until I uh, just really discovered my faith that I really started to look up to um, certain people that I admired, as, as you, you know, you're pointing out, who are practicing their faith really well. And I wanted to um, model myself after them and, and pursuing holiness. You know, mostly um, yeah. you know, priests that I knew, some consecrated women that I knew who I just really admired, 
and inspired me, and then obviously the saints themselves. Has there been one saint in particular for you that's maybe been more of a role model that you've kind of developed that really special connection and friendship with over other saints? Or maybe maybe there's a, a group of three or four, and anybody that stands out when you first think about it? You know, saints, um, each saint is a reflection of a particular, I think, is a, of a particular um um, part of, of um, God's beauty and brilliance, right? And so obviously our Lord encompasses all of that, and, and, and so does Our Lady. But you can see in the life of certain saints certain difficulties or things they've overcome or things that they're doing that just really bring forth, you know, um, an aspect of the virtues that, you know, God God has in himself, you know, in, in the Trinity because he's the plenitude of all virtues, and you can see those lived, lived out in, per, in different saints. And so I think, you know, different saints are, you know, they come into your life at different times based on what you're struggling with. And I just know that for my period, you know, just prior to the seminary and through my seminary experience um, leading up to the priesthood, I was just really struggling with um, trying to find happiness in um, God's will. And I just was struck by the words that Our Lady told St. Bernadette. You know, I cannot promise you happiness in this life, only in the next. And, you know, I just really, in a certain sense, contemplated that phrase by just reading a lot of biographies of um, St. Bernadette and just really coming to admire her life and how, you know, when, when she was just a pretty, you know, she was sickly and, um, you know, obviously living in poverty, and but she was a very bright, sharp, clever, you know, little woman. And she, uh, her life took a decided turn, if you will, for the worse after Our Lady appeared to her. You know, it did not get easier. It it got harder and more difficult. And that really struck me. And yet she just really embraced it with a lot of um, love and a lot of perseverance. And so she was, she was one saint that really struck out it for me early, early early in my spiritual life. I like that you you know make the point there are different saints that maybe uh, you know we we develop that devotion and that relationship with at different stages because I think that's natural just in our 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 you know earthly friendships and relationships too. You know I I had good friends in elementary or grade school that didn't necessarily carry over into high school. I had other good friends there, other friends when I went off to college. I have different friends as an adult, and it doesn't mean that I didn't appreciate or uh, enjoy or benefit from those relationships at the time, but, you know, we have different seasons in our life and different things that lead us in different directions. Sometimes it's just simply physical location. Sometimes it's just, you know, the path we take if somebody gets married and somebody doesn't, and, you know, somebody has kids, somebody doesn't. Some of those different life circumstances can change those relationships and, and you know, bring new people into our lives. Um, but, I also, looking at that example you're talking about with St. Bernadette, how in spite of suffering, in spite of, you know, anything that might be difficult in this life, having that promise of 
the peace, the love, the the happiness in the life to come. Even with today's saint, Saint Bartholomew, um, who we're celebrating in in the, the liturgical calendar. He's one of the original 12 apostles, and tradition says that all except for one, St. John, all the rest of the apostles died a martyr's death. And so every one of them believed so strongly in what Jesus had passed on to them, and they changed the world to the point of facing persecution and eventually being martyred for the faith. and uh, But each one of them, I, I think it's also important to point out, a lot of them came in pairs. You know, we had the brothers of Peter and Andrew or of James and John, uh, St. Paul. He travels with friends through his missionary journeys, maybe most famously with Paul and Barnabas. And then today, Bartholomew or uh, as often is referenced in Scripture as Nathaniel, both names pointing to the same saint. We've got him with his friend Philip. It's Philip who actually introduces him to Jesus. So I think there's also, it's nice to look at those examples that we have there from the very beginning of the Church, uh, that importance of having that friend in the faith. Yeah, I mean, the exa- I mean basically what we're looking at when we're looking at a saint is we're looking at someone who has forsaking pleasure in this life in order for pleasure in the next. And that doesn't mean they do not enjoy the pleasure of this world when they show up. And it doesn't mean that they're just sitting there in a basement twiddling their thumbs waiting, you know, waiting for the time they can die and go to heaven. But what it means is because they've forsaken the pleasures of this world for the pleasures that come in the next, they're readily available to bring God's love into the world in the way that God wants them to do it, whether it's by being, you know, a mother in a difficult situation or, you know, one of the evangelists that's spreading the gospel, even though they're going to be martyred. Um, And so basically what we're doing when we see a saint is we're seeing a saint who has done that in in a peculiar way, in a particular way. And, And a lot of times, as I said before, we can relate to that because it relates to how we're living out our life, right? And so... That's um, And the glory about wanting to be a saint, and we're all called to be saints, and if we do not die a saint, the only person we'll have to fault for that is ourselves, because the grace is there, and um, God does not withhold his grace from people who who ask for it, right? That's right in Scripture. You know, God will give it to those who ask. And the great thing about that is, you know, this life always has meaning then. And there, there's a there's a tremendous depth of meaning to this life for those that want to be saints, and no one can really take that away from you. And so if that's I mean if your number one goal is to be rich or successful or have a pleasant life or you know a real happy marriage or you know beautiful grandchildren I mean those things can all be taken from you and can be blocked. And in which case when they do then you become bitter and resentful. But if your goal is to die a saint and to live eternity with God in heaven, um, that's a goal that, that's really, not only is it very much attainable, but, you know, it's, it's, it's always available to you. It's, it's, it, there's never a situation in your life where you cannot work towards that goal. And so that's the yeah, beauty well, of wanting to be a saint, and that's the beauty of having the examples of people who have done it. And it goes back to those words of Jesus. What, what does it benefit anyone to gain the whole world? if they lose their soul. Father Eric Nielsen here on The Inner Life. He's our spiritual director, and we're talking about how we can grow in friendship, foster that friendship with the saints, those who have gone before us. 
Which saint has inspired you the most in your life? Or maybe it's been in some of those different seasons of your life. How have they helped you to grow in your faith, been an example to you? Has there been a saint that maybe has helped you through a difficult time in your life, interceding for you? Maybe you have a question about how you can develop and grow in that friendship with a saint. You're welcome to call in and speak with Father Eric. 888-914-9149 is the number to call into the studio. Again, 888-914-9149. And our email address is relevantradio.com. Uh, Father, it also might be good to maybe talk about the church itself. All of us as believers that comprise the church, we are in three different categories. Um, and that really kind of just comes down to location. If you're part of the church, you are either in heaven, in purgatory, or on earth. And maybe you can walk us through uh, these three different categories, but also how we really are united together, even if we don't audibly hear a saint or a soul in purgatory speaking to us, how are we still interconnected as the body of Christ? Well, I mean, you just said it right there. We're, we're, all, we're all connected because we're all members of the body of Christ. So through baptism, you are baptized into Christ. You're a part of his body, and his body is one. It's not, you know, it's not just jointed. Um, you know, not a bone shall be broken, it says. And so if you're in heaven, um, obviously you're, 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 you are, in a certain sense, you are ingrated into the body of Christ and enjoy the glory and of the beatific vision. So you are, you, are, you are part of the body in a sense that's in heaven, experiencing God's glory. If you're on earth, as we say, you know, it's, it's the church militant. We are struggling to overcome sin and temptation in order that we may enter into heaven. And those in purgatory are the part of the body of the Christ who are suffering for their sins, who um, who are, are looking forward with great joy to the time they all enter into heaven because they've been they've been saved and they know they've been saved, and so that brings them great joy. But the fact that they're not in heaven yet gives them great misery, which is the source of their suffering. And so that makes up the body of Christ. Obviously, in hell are those who've been from the body, um, and so that's you know they're 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 the um, vines or the branches that have been off because they did not bear fruit, and so that makes up the whole body of Christ. Those in heaven can um, pray for us if we ask them to pray for us. Our Lord um, in heaven says, "Look, there's this guy down here. He, he wants your prayers," and so um, we, we've we've got that going for us. Um, it's not dogma, but it's kind of a commonly understood that the souls in purgatory can pray for us as well. They cannot gain merit for themselves. I always like the story of um, Pope John the Twenty Third when he was in the seminary, he had a very bad memory, so he promised the souls in purgatory they'd pray for them every day if they gave him, if they interceded for him, so he could get a good memory, and he got a good memory and became pope. And um, we hear in Scripture that the prayers of a just man are powerful indeed. So the other thing, too, about saints in heaven is when we got an infinity with a saint, and maybe even it's our grandmother. You know, our grandmother died. We were, she was just a really holy woman. We're just pretty much, you know, she went straight to heaven. Maybe no one else knows it, but you know it. There's a certain affinity there, and you feel a certain closeness. 
And it's not uncommon for people, um, once a close loved one has passed away, to feel a certain spiritual connection with them. They can sometimes just feel very close to you, even closer than um, when they were here on earth. So it's yeah. to, to feel a, a spiritual connection with those who have passed is not uncommon. Of course, as Catholics, we never try to conjure up the dead or anything like that. Um, it, it's just it's a spiritual thing that happens through Jesus Christ if it's given to us. Yeah, well, and maybe we can pick up on that when we come back to, um, you know, because there is that, you know, we, we shouldn't be, um, you know, trying to seek out help from some sort of, you know, person who purports to be a medium or, you know, somebody who uh, can commune with the dead. Um, there's that. There's also the fact that there's a lot of confusion, especially among non-Catholic Christians who equate that relationship with a saint or with the Blessed Mother as worship that we are deifying them as Catholics. Um, these are some points that might be good to clear up here before um, we move too much further down the road. So let's talk about that coming back, Father Eric. Again, our, uh, Father Eric Nielsen is our spiritual director here on The Inner Life as we're talking about that friendship that we can have with the saints, and we're welcoming you to call in at 888-914-9149. Who is that saint that's been that special friend in your life? You've had that special devotion. How have they helped you? Maybe you have a question about the devotion or the friendship that we have as Catholics with the saints. You're welcome to call in and speak with Father Eric. Again, the phone number, 888 Back in just a moment here on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. This hour sponsored by Ave Maria Mutual Funds, where financial goals are aligned with pro-life values and fund decisions are based on investment fundamentals designed to preserve and grow wealth without violating moral beliefs. More information at AveMariaFunds.com. Welcome back to The Inner Life here on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. I'm Josh Raymond, and I'm talking today with Father Eric Nielsen. Father Eric is a priest in the Diocese of Madison, Wisconsin. Today, talking about how we develop friendships, how we develop that devotion, that relationship with the saints. And you're welcome to call in at 888-914-9149, And uh, Father, let's go to the phones in just a moment, but I wanted to pick up on where we kind of left off when you mentioned, you know, there's that difference between when we pray to the saints versus when we're talking about communicating with dead souls. And that's one of the things that in the Old Testament, the Jewish, the Hebrew law, it was prohibited. Uh, You know, you weren't supposed to seek out a medium. You weren't supposed to try and communicate with the dead. And there's this scene in the life of King Saul, the king right before King David, and the first king of Israel, where he ends up going, he uh, wants to try and find out. He's he uh, he already knows that it's been prophesied he's going to lose his kingdom. He his son won't continue the kingdom in Israel. He ends up going to try and communicate with the prophet Samuel, who has already died, and he goes disguises himself goes in secret because he knows it's against the law and 
when this woman that he goes to see, she actually does have uh, the prophet Samuel who shows up all of a sudden. And Samuel, even when you read it in Scripture, he sounds like he's annoyed. Why are you disturbing me? Um, but it's such an interesting scene. But what is the difference that we see there with King Saul and this kind of conjuring up a dead soul versus what we're talking about in praying to the saints, asking for their intercession? Yeah, that's uh, it's, it's a very good distinction. You know, it's a, for science. We shouldn't for science, but God gives signs. So God gives us signs when he wants to. You know, we don't we don't ask for them. With um, you know, the saints generally do have visited people to them. The greatest example of that would be Saint Joan of Arc, right? Um, she had the saints that talked to her, and so saints do come and visit people and give them strength. And people have had visits from relatives to give them strength at different times of their lives. You know, either in a lot of people as they as they come closer to death, you know, start to see relatives who have passed away. But this all takes place at in God's time at his volition. It's not something we try to conjure up. Because when we try to conjure something up, it shows, for one thing, a lack of faith in ourselves. Secondly, we easily can conjure up a a demon who's masquerading as a saint. That's probably what we would conjure up, which is why, you know, in the Old Testament, it says anyone who contacts a medium, you know, will be put to death. Um, that's That's how strict it was. So Saul was definitely doing something that um, was prohibited um, for whatever reason. You know, Saul actually did come up from the grave, you know, kind of angrily, and, um, you know, told him, look, today, by, t- by tonight, you and your sons will be with me. So, um, and it's, it's, it's you know, I, you hear a lot of Catholics will do this. They'll, con- they'll not a lot, but there's a, a, a small minority that, you know, a loved one dies and they're very disturbed by this, and they'll go to some medium and, you know, that medium will tell things about that person that they didn't know, and it makes it seem very authentic, and and you get great consolation from that. But you're you're consorting with the devil when you do that. So we, we, we pray to the saints to ask them to pray for us, just like we ask Our Lady to pray for us. Hail Mary, full of grace, pray for us sinners now at the hour of our death. And we're doing the same thing when we go to the saints. Um, we're asking them to pray for us, and we're also praising them as you know, as great works of art that God has done. We, you know, we we praise the saints because in praising the saints, we praise God's mercy and goodness. So we are praising God through His saints, just like when we praise, you know, creation. We're we're praising the God who created that the creation that we believe in, and we ask them for their prayers, and we don't go beyond that. Well, and that, yeah, not going beyond that, I think that's that can be one of those confusing points for non-Catholic Christians. I know it was for me when I was looking at the Catholic Church from the outside, especially initially. Um, there's this concept that when you pray, prayer itself is so interwoven and connected to worshiping God as a Protestant or an evangelical that when you hear that word pray, you think, well— so you're also worshiping this saint, this person who lived there, just a, a person like you or me. Yeah, they they might be in heaven. There might be that they lived, you know, a, a righteous and, and a holy life. They fought the good fight. But at the same time, there is this, this you know, mix-up in language of thinking that praying to equates to worship. 
Yeah. Yeah, and it was really funny, too, because people, oh, I won't pray to a saint, and it's only Jesus, and, you know, I don't want, they'll be upset. You have an image of a saint on the wall, but, you know, they'll have pictures of their grandchildren all over their desk, and they have no problem applauding their grandchildren at some little skit that they did, right? And so, <laughs> so suddenly for us to, you know, do that with a saint is, is, is off limits. And so it's just a very natural and beautiful thing to do. As, as long as you said, as you realize, it's not, you know, it's, it's not it's not worship. I mean, as it, it's it's just in a certain sense that the normal applause that we give to anybody that's done a good thing. Yep. Uh, Father Eric, let's go to the phones. Uh, again, the phone number here to call into the studio and speak with Father Eric Nielsen. The number is 888-914-9149, 888-914-9149. Talking about the saints today, especially how we grow in our friendship with the saints. Father, we've got uh, Bella, who is calling in from Hollywood, Florida. Bella, welcome to The Inner Life. Glad to have you on the air. Thanks for taking my call. Um yeah, throughout my, my life, I had, in different seasons, I had um, some saints being, um, how can I explain, uh, being in that, in, in that way for me. So I started calling them as patron saints, or, for example, St. Teresa Lisieux, which when I didn't know when I was young, and I started visiting in church with her, and then... From there, other signs I see that, you know, um, her intercession in different situations. So how many saints we can uh, call them patron saints? What I patron saints? And uh, is there a limit for that? Well, Bella, I would say there's no limit to your patron saints uh, except the limit for of your time and devotion. So, you, I mean, if you have a patron saint, then I think you want to... Um, definitely know about that saint and have a particular affection for the life of that saint and ask that saint to pray for you. And um, I, I would say you can have as you know many patrons, you could have 365 patron saints if you really wanted to be that devoted to them. I don't think it'd make God unhappy as long as it doesn't get into your, you know, get in the way of the other, you know, prayers that you're supposed to be doing. In a certain sense, our prayers for the saints are more, um, spice to the meal than is the meal itself. Obviously, the meal that we have is our relationship with Jesus through his humanity, our relationship with Jesus through the Eucharist, and our relationship with our Lord Jesus through the study of Scripture. And after that, you know, we have the relationship with Our Lady that we really need to foster in St. Joseph. So with the time available, that's what the time that we have for our for patron saints, and you can divide it up as, with as many as you, as you wish, Bella. Thanks for the call. And again, the phone number, 888-914-9149. Father Eric, Joseph is calling in from Mesa, Phoenix, uh, and Arizona. Joseph, welcome to The Inner Life. You're on the air. Okay. Hello. Praise Jesus. Um, you know, just I had the privilege of, uh, you know, being with somebody who had a, you know, stigmata. She was like my one of my really good friends, um, her stigmata was invisible. So she, she's kind of, uh, you know, a saint. She had a spiritual director. It sounds like we might've lost Joseph there. Um, yeah. it, so th I, I know the, the one thing that it had here in the notes for Joseph's call and Joseph, I'm sorry, uh, we, we lost you there, but, uh, it sounded like he had a question ultimately of the difference 
of when, and I'm going to guess that this is coming from Scripture because there are different parts where, especially St. Paul, he'll talk about uh, the saints, but he'll talk about it in regards to people who are living. And then there's, of course, the saints that we talk about with maybe a capital S, you know, the canonized saints. And so Joseph was asking about the difference between the two, saints that are living as well as saints that are in heaven. What's the distinction? Um, well, I would say, I mean, saints that are living right now on, the, on this earth, right? We'd say this person's a saint. That's the, and a saint in heaven, is that the distinction? Yeah, I think that's what Joseph was asking. Yeah, I would, I would say um, the distinction is judge no man until their death. <laughs> that's the distinction. So the only way that we know somebody's a saint in heaven is because the, the, the church declares it infallibly after analyzing their life and having it being confirmed by a miracle worked in that person's name by God. So God works a miracle you know, through that person's name to validate that they truly are a saint. Um, the saints on earth, it's no matter how well we know them and how well we might think they're a saint, it, you know, it's simply conjecture. And someone's um, ability to pray for others is, you know, like Padre Pio, you know, he could definitely, I mean, he worked a lot of miracles through his prayers. People regarded him as a saint, which is fine. There's nothing wrong with regarding people as a, as a saint while they're still on earth. It's just that you just don't know for sure. So you go into Padre Pio and you ask him to pray for you. He's going to say mass for you. Well, he, you know, he, he did work miracles. Miracles were worked, I guess I should say, through his prayers while he was alive here on earth. But he was much more powerful in heaven. You know, and St. Teresa of Lisieux said the same thing. Um, she said, you know, my prayers in, in heaven will be much more powerful than they're here on earth. Right. So I guess that would yeah. be the two distinctions. One is you don't really know they're a saint unless they're dead and proclaimed by the church to be. And secondly is that their prayers are much more efficacious and powerful once they are in heaven face-to-face -face with God than they are when they're here on earth. Uh, let's try and get one more call in before we go to the break, Father. We've got John who's calling in, listening in Orlando, Florida. Hi, John. Glad to have you here on The Inner Life. Hey, thanks for the, taking the call. So I, I've got a, just a story that I have to share, and I'm trying to share it with anybody. <laughs> it's about <laughs> prayers being answered. So I did a, um, I have a, a my confessor was Father Sylvan uh, Rose, and he was a passionist friend he was just a dear friend brilliant man um it was a 40-day retreat he ran uh, st mary's house of greater solitude in bedford pennsylvania so he, he he's just wonderful and i've been praying to him because i've been going through some struggling things and as a matter of fact i i want to get back into doing more spiritual direction expanding that for other people through me so i'm praying to him and i'm listening to Patrick Madrid, and he recommended a book on spiritual direction, and it's by, it's called Spiritual Direction, A Guide for Sharing Father's Love. Thomas Ackman and Boniface Hicks, both, both uh, OSB. Well, I get the book, and I turn it open to the dedication page, and who's it dedicated to? Father Sylvan Roos. Wow. Just, I, I hit the floor. I was just like, Wow. It's just, just giving me this open. So here through this book, Father's still giving me spiritual direction. 
So oh, if anybody beautiful. doesn't see that prayers are answered and, and, you know, the saints in heaven that may not be canonized, have, I, I think you just mentioned the ones that are not. Their prayers are, are powerful. And uh, it, it, this just is, it, it's opened the door wide open for me that I can't even describe. Mm. Wow, that's beautiful. Yeah, I mean, that, that's, you know, that's those stories abound. God's always working in ways that we don't understand. And when, when we do, it just increases our faith. So thank you, thank you for the call. Yeah, John, uh, great to have you on the program. And again, talking today with Father Eric Nielsen here about how we can have that friendship with the saints, with those who have gone before us that are in heaven. And maybe you have a question about developing that devotion, that relationship, that friendship with the saints. Uh, What saint has helped you in your life, has helped you to grow in your faith, has inspired you, maybe helped you through a a difficult time interceding for you with those powerful intercessory prayers. Our phone number, 888-914-9149, 888-914-9149. You can also email us, life at relevantradio.com. And we'll be back in just a moment here on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. We receive over a million prayer requests every year, thanks in part to the Catholic Order of Foresters studio line, helping us stay connected to your intentions. Learn how our sponsor can support your family with life insurance at relevantradio.com slash Forrester, an Illinois life insurance society not available in all states. Welcome back to The Inner Life. You're listening to Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. I'm Josh Raymond. I'm joined today by Father Eric Nielsen. He's the pastor of the St. Paul University Catholic Center on the campus of the University of Wisconsin in Madison. Talking today about friendship with the saints, also taking your calls at 888-914-9149, A couple of things I want to mention here before we get back to our conversation. First of all, uh, got to say a big happy birthday to my producer, Nick, and he turns 30 today. Um, I didn't ask his permission, but I'm going to embarrass him by just saying happy birthday, Nick, and glad to have you as part of the team working here. So I hope it's a great day for you. I also want to let you know about a special audio adventure series that's coming up. And it's if you listened last year, around Christmas time, during the Advent season, we have a special branch of Relevant Radio that produced a Christmas carol, uh, a dramatic audio uh, kind of radio theater version of it. And... That branch of Relevant Radio, it's called the Merry Beggars, they're actually producing a brand new audio adventure, and it is called On the Night Train. It's this race by two different rails, uh, one from Chicago to Sacramento. It's between George Pullman's Night Train and Webster Wagner's Midnight Express. Uh, There's all kinds of mysterious accidents that start to happen on the night train. And there's two kids, Edith and Paul Mallard. They have to figure out the mystery, save the train before it's too late. It's a great, uh, it's a great uh, uh, audio adventure for the entire family. And it really is meant for family listening. So if you'd like to learn more, you can sign up. You can receive the episodes delivered directly to you 
onthenighttrain.com is the website where you can sign up, onthenighttrain.com. Father Eric, back to our conversation here. We've talked a lot about the powerful intercession of saints. We've talked about how someone becomes a saint. And we've kind of danced around, but let's talk about just specifically growing in friendship with a saint. Um, And if we have a—I guess I would think it would just start with— when we learn about a saint and we just feel that kind of connection, that's a good place to maybe start right there. But it might be difficult for us to develop a friendship with them, you know, especially because they aren't necessarily physically present here. You know, we can't hear them talk directly to us. We can't see body language. You know, we're not going to be able to go out and get coffee or or meet for lunch or anything like that. But friendship is reciprocal. It's not just one-sided. So, how do we develop that friendship with the saints? You know, it is a very um, spiritual thing. It, it's, uh, it's, it's very beautiful because, you know, you can read a biography about a, um, you know, some figure like Winston Churchill or whatever and kind of maybe get a feel for him. But when you read a biography about a saint and you just spend like maybe 10 or 15 minutes every day just meditating on, you know, what you read in that book, um, you really start to develop a little bit of a spiritual connection, and I would recommend to all of our listeners having about reading, you know, reading a spiritual book about ten to fifteen minutes every day. You know, just taking a pause, maybe cutting your lunch hour a little shorter than normal, or um, you know, just before you go to bed, and to read a biography about a saint. I mean, it's it's just you you learn so much, and so um, and, and start with picking. Um, biographies that were written by the saint themselves, an autobiography, or maybe biography by a saint that was um, written about another saint. You know, like some saints have written some really nice biographies about um, about other saints. So I think if he did that and you just kind of prayed on it for, you know, 50, and used, used it for your mental prayer, you know, little by little you really start to develop an affinity for that saint. And um, you... Uh, start to feel a really close relationship with them and, and their assistance um, in your life. And I think that's that's the best way really to develop a close relationship with, our, with a patron saint. We also are entering into a time of the year where, and, and I know there's wonderful saints all year round, but for me it feels like we're almost in this Hall of Fame kind of stretch here as we get to the end of August through uh, October, because we've got coming up here in a little over a week, or not even a week, I'm sorry, just three days, we've got the Feast of St. Monica, the mother of St. Augustine. Then the next day is St. Augustine. That falls on a Sunday this year, so the the um, Sunday readings will um, take over for that. But then there's the Passion of St. John the Baptist. Then we've got, in September, we've got uh, Pope St. Gregory the Great. We've got Mother Teresa. There's St. John Chrysostom. St. Matthew, St. Padre Pio, there's St. Vincent de Paul, there's the Archangels, there's St. Jerome. Uh, October 1st, we have St. Therese, there's the Guardian Angels, St. Francis of Assisi, there's St. Faustina. There's all these different saints that are really, I, I guess, at least from maybe a a Western, uh, you know, American and European cultural understanding it seems like there's all these saints that wow it's just loaded up here for the next month and a half to two months 
Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's this is the beauty of the uh, Catholic Church, and it's it's this vi- very diverse, and so no one should ever feel bored or feel like it's their their faith is routine because it, it's not. You can spend your whole life just just delving into the beauty of of the people that God has um, made saints, um, and so let's let's take advantage of it. And saints especially are are more powerful on their feast day because. God wants us to honor his saints. It, it gives him joy. And honoring the saints um, not only gives God glory and praise for the work that he did in that saint, but it also inspires us to be saints. Because when we read good biographies about saints, you know, we see that they're holy, not because of the miraculous things they did, but they're holy because of the imperfections and difficulties that they overcame in their own personal lives. And that's what makes it much more real, and that's what gives us the feeling that, hey, you know, maybe in a, in a small way I can do this. Um, do you think it's absolutely necessary, if I'm listening right now, and I'm saying, yeah, I, I just, I've never had a devotion to any particular saint, and I don't feel some strong draw to a certain saint, can I be a Catholic in good standing, even even if I don't have that kind of friendship, relationship, devotion to any particular saint? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. The only thing you cannot do as a Catholic is dismiss the saints as irrelevant. Um, you can't do that. But you can definitely, um, you don't have to have a, I'd say that you need to have a devotion to Our Lady. And to a certain extent, you need to have some devotion to um, St. Joseph because those are the two people that our Lord loved the most while he was here on earth. And if you want to be like Jesus, you have to love the people that Jesus loved. And he had a tremendous affection for his parents, just like we all have affection for our parents. And if you want to be a part of the family of Jesus, you know, that was his family. So I'd say outside of St. Joseph and Our Lady, I mean, if no particular saint ever comes into your horizon, that, that that's fine. Um, but you're, you're, you're going to be missing out. Well, and that's what I was going to ask. Yeah, what what am I missing out though? Okay, I can be a Catholic in good standing, but yeah, what what am I really missing out on here? You're, you're missing out on developing the the understanding the richness of the Catholic faith. You're you're missing out on the intercession of a of a of a saint that could be really praying for you and helping you grow in holiness. Um, and you're missing out on seeing um, all the some of the beauty that God has worked in the world, right? It's kind of like, can you be a saint without ever going outside and seeing the stars? And I'm like, yeah, I guess you could, you know, but why wouldn't you go out and see the stars? The stars are a beautiful reflection of God's magnificent and glory, so why not take advantage of it? And so um, I guess that's what you're missing out on. <laughs> why wouldn't you? Yeah, that's, <laughs> I like that answer. Um it, if somebody is just starting out, you mentioned, you know, maybe have that spiritual reading, that 10 or 15 minutes a day, um, looking at, you know, reading about the life of a saint, um, being able to see what, you know, maybe they've written in their own words or a saint who's written about another saint you recommended. Um, there's also, I, I guess, I'm just wondering, is there a certain saint that you recommend starting with? I'm thinking of, even with St. Paul, you can kind of read about his life in the Acts of the Apostles. You get you get St. Peter for kind of the first half, but the second half of the Acts of the Apostles really devoted to the life of St. Paul, and you can see kind of that transformation 
that happens from him on the road to Damascus until he then is uh, in in he, he's going to be imprisoned in Rome, and we don't really get the rest of the story there of the end of his life. You know, we have to look beyond sacred scripture for that. But I mean, that's that's one place that comes to my mind. Any other particular saint that maybe you would look at and say this might be a really dynamic one to start with? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's, it's an interesting thing. I would say that um, uh, what saints you really I mean, St. Francis of Assisi is a great one, but uh, I, I'd say you kind of start with some of the modern, you know, saints. I mean, you, you've got um, St. Teresa of Lisieux, you've got St. Um, uh, Maximilian Kolbe, um, you've got um, St. John Paul the Great, um, I think Mother Cabrini is a, is, is a great saint to oh, look sure. at. Um, so, you know, some of the... Uh, you know, Saint, uh, what's that uh, Italian saint who died in childbirth? Um, Giannamola. Oh, Giannamola, and, uh, right, yeah. Yeah, you know, and um, is Frasati a saint yet, or is he so blessed? I think. Uh, yeah, and I was thinking of another blessed, uh, uh, Miguel Pro, who. Uh, Miguel Pro. Yeah, his story you know, is just remarkable, too. But some of the saints that have, I mean, if, if you're one of the saints that has really inspired people, I would say are Francis of Assisi, Catherine of Siena, um, Saint Teresa of Avila, Saint Teresa of Lisieux, um, Padre Pio, Saint Ignatius, um, so Saint uh, Jose Maria. These are these, these are just saints, I guess, who have, I know have Saint Maximum Colby. These are saints that have just really inspired a tremendous amount of people. So yeah, you, well, you and Saint Ignatius. Well, I was just going to say St. Ignatius is a perfect example, too, because that's he he was inspired to become a saint by reading about the saints. Uh, so that might be another great place to start right there, learning about his life. Uh, Father Eric, we are just about uh, out of time here. We've got about 30 seconds. Could I ask you to offer a blessing to all of our listeners as we conclude the hour? In your name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you for those men and women who you have put before us, whom you have made holy by your grace. We ask that through their example and intercession that we too may achieve the holiness that you have marked out for us. And we ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Father Eric. Always good to have you on the program here. And again, thank you to you for listening, being a part of the program. If you joined us late, find the podcast. It'll be posted here in just a little bit at our website, relevantradio.com, or you can find it on the Relevant Radio app. And you've got your marching orders now, right? If, you, if you're not reading about the life of the saint, well, try it 10, 15 minutes a day, just like Father Eric was saying there. Also want to encourage you to come back tomorrow. We're going to be talking about evangelization, how we take what we know, how we share that, how we share Christ with those that we encounter. Can that be a little scary? Well, we'll delve into that tomorrow here on The Inner Life. Stay tuned. We've got Mass coming up next. You're listening to Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app.